and welcome to Yelling About Comics. This is episode number 54, in which we're discussing the Doom Patrol. I'm Jen Bozier. And I'm Carrie Honey. And this is Yelling About Comics, where we actually have most of our conversations in a pretty reasonable tone of voice, but we do rant quite a bit. Every episode, we discuss a topic of the week, along with the books that we are reading. Spoiler warning, if something is on the list, including a series or our topic of the week, we're going to be discussing points of it in great detail from start to finish, especially our comics. I mean, you can't rant without some good spoilers, right? This week, we're going to be talking about Doom Patrol, not only the finale of Doom Patrol, but probably some of the other episodes as well, just as the overall theme of it, if you will. So if you haven't read or watched Doom Patrol or read the comics that we're reading Maybe come on and join us after you've done the thing. As mentioned, we're talking Doom Patrol, and as Carrie so elegantly put it, we want to sing the Doom Patrol song. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> that show was so ahead of its time. <laughs> but, um, so, Doom Patrol, it did end. Um, what, what a wild ride that show has been. I that's probably oh the best God. best way to put it i mean ups downs you know Sideways. so many like what the shit moments and then what is going on and then laugh out loud moments and um really sad moments and then some you know really kind of like intense like kind of nervous about what's going to happen moments yeah so so we, we actually been a really long. I think it's been several weeks since we last talked about Doom Patrol. So there's a lot going on. But let's talk. Let's start off by talking straight ending. So the the general crux of the ending is that it's revealed that Niles Calder had well, the two big reveals. One was that Niles Calder kind of he had a hand, like a pretty much a direct hand in all of the events asterisk that broke broke as it were the members of the doom patrol that he was the direct orchestrator and engineer of so many of their misfortunes in this weird attempt to make them better so let's let's unpack that first well i don't know if it's to make them better he had an ulterior motive oh for sure part of it was his own well, his own hubris i guess because it gave him time to study people like i mean i think as rita very rightly points out they were lab rats for him. Because he was trying to figure out how to become immortal. Yeah. So that he could stay with his daughter. Okay, why don't you put your brain in a robot, dude? Word. <laughs> I, I mean, and... Yeah, they were basically lab rats for him. And to an extent, it worked. Because, like, Rita hasn't aged. Jane hasn't aged. Larry hasn't aged. Well... Cliff obviously has an age. <laughs> like, and, and none of them will, because I think about it with Rita, you know, she might have, but for the fact that she can constantly, you know, reconstruct what she looks like, how would we know? That's a good point, too, yeah. And the same with Larry, you know, he he's totally disfigured, and it's the negative spirit that's still literally keeping him alive. Right, because he does, when he's releasing the spirit, he does slowly kind of start to Breakdown. So it yeah. could be possible that it's all the negative spirit. Jane, I'm sure, has a personality that has regenerative healing or something. But it's it was a weird reveal. And I think 
the only if I had to have one complaint with the series, everybody was oddly sanguine with it at the end. Like everybody was angry about it, obviously. They all went their separate ways, but then they came back and at the very, very end, they kind of implied that everyone was like, I guess we are what we are. This is this is the, the cards that we've been dealt and we're just gonna go with it. I like they're brought together by Chumba Wumba. Well, as soon as it started playing, I was like, wait a minute, that that can't be. And then when somebody was like, ah, oh, Chumbawamba, I was like, ah, I haven't heard that song in literally forever. But when you like, did back in the 90s, you heard it all the time. Oh, my God. Like, and that's, that was one of the things that was really funny. Because, yeah, my husband and I were talking about it. And I was like, that song was so pervasive. There was no escaping it. Now, so it was rather fitting that it took that song to get everybody's attention well to be fair if you were to hear it you would immediately be like turn it off <laughs> like, it might take me one because i might be just kind of like bobbing my head because i'm hearing it after a while i'm like wait 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 what no 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 hard pass I just loved uh, it when jane finally came out of the trailer and she's like do you hear that and he's like yeah she's like do you want to go beat the shit out of whoever's doing it he goes yeah <laughs> i loved that i so the last episode I liked and I didn't like for a few reasons. And that was actually one of the things I didn't like that I felt the beginning of the episode kind of meandered. I didn't, I didn't really care about Rita being a drama teacher. I didn't really care about Jane trying to basically lull herself into a drug stupor. I cared about that for one reason. And that was because when, you know, they were by the pond, that place that they had never been to before right and they were all laying down and jane's looking over and she sees Kay. so i think it was hammerhead who was like we don't need to be doing this we have one job and that's to protect the girl but then she looks over and she sees Kay, who is the original body and she's still an eight-year-old girl yeah and she looks at her and she's like i am so sorry Kay." and she's like that's fine i think it's better this way and they all just lay down around the pond including the nun with the chainsaw I'd like to get that story eventually. You know, just laying down and going to sleep. Now, obviously, it's it's this never going to be a permanent fix because she's just basically going to waste away, just being, you know, zoned out the entire time. Apparently, she woke up to get cold food every now and then. So, because Cliff kept bringing her, yeah, burgers. Say she was like, "You're the one who's been doing this," so she must have needed to get up for some sustenance. But I don't know for some reason. I didn't really like that part of it until like they finally got back into the action of it. And I was like, Oh, this is really good. So really quickly, let's talk about the other major reveal is that we've not been able to figure out where no Mr. Nobody is. Right. And then it's revealed in a truly, usually I don't like meta turns, but this actually worked really well. He's in the white space, which is the space between the panels of a comic book, which was just, it was genius. It was a brilliant turn. It really was. And but, I loved it. It was Flex Mentallo. Oh my god. They had to bring him there. And then he did the wrong flex. That, oh my god, and the whole street. So, yeah. oddly enough, even though everybody is pantomiming an orgasm, for some reason, when the fire hydrant shot, I was like, oh my god, that's graphic. Right? <laughs> That was, I felt so prudish because that was my first reaction is I was like, well, that was unnecessary. 
fucking fire hydrant. <laughs> that was like my favorite part. No, actually, no, oh my, my favorite part was the guy was the beard hunter giving the guy a cigarette. <laughs> oh god, the beard hunter! Oh, have we talked about the beard hunter on yes. here yet? Yeah, we 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 did. Oh, we did last time. Okay, I couldn't remember which episode we stopped at. Oh. When I saw him, actually, that was really funny too. When he reveals that he gave the location to Danny, because he was like, he gave me bags of ZZ Top. I was like, ah! <laughs> like funny, but ah! yeah, so gross. But so we had these two interesting reveals. One of them was that Niles Calder really was a villain mm-hmm. all along, and that Morden actually had reason to be pissed at him even though i loved when morden is sitting on the toilet and they're talking about like he's reading the reviews drinking some blue like it looked like blue curacao but like or blue tattoo it was something uh, yeah or like blue raspberry schnapps oh (laughs) (laughs) got lunch flashbacks yeah Uh, yeah, like that. Oh, but it was it was so funny. Just this again, it was that self-realization and that self-humor and Alan Tudyk is a national treasure. He oh, he made the last two episodes. Oh yeah. He, well, he, every episode he's in, he he pretty much Oh, he makes steals it. the show. But it's just for the fact it starts off and he's wearing a DC hat. <laughs> The Doom Patrol shirt. Yes, I think that was the second to last episode. Yeah, and the riding pants. Yes. (laughs) Yes. How ridiculous. And then he's reading, you know, then this last episode, and he's sitting on the toilet reading reviews. And I forget which magazine it was. I think it was supposed to be a Rolling Stone, but it was not called Rolling Stone. Oh, it was just... Oh, my God. And then... Oh, I gotta mention this about him real quick, though. His flashbacks to how he became Mr. Nobody when his fiance or girlfriend left him. Oh, my God. Okay. When he said that, he's like, yeah, the brain fired me. And she's like, well, what? And he's like, yeah, he has some gorilla there now. He's like, speaks French or something. I about, I lost it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, their little casual DC references are amazing. <laughs> but I did love when she's like, how do you get fired from the Brotherhood of Evil? I didn't have enough zip. <laughs> well, and I did like, so when he trapped the heroes in that repeating loop to torture yeah. Niles, I did like that it was like his little model robot. Yes. Playing hot diggity. Yes. Oh my God. I, whoever decided on that song, just crazy. And, you know, so with the Calder reveal, this was kind of foreshadowed in that one episode when they go and they see the old Doom Patrol, right? Yes, um, because uh, when, what, that, ooh, the guy that Rita slept with, when he kind of was losing his hold yes. on the on the visuals, he was kind of torturing everybody. And uh, the guy who's running the house he sees Niles like, oh, thank God you're here, Niles. He's like, yes, I have some more experiments for you to do. Aren't you going to help me again? He's like, no, no. So there was, I always knew there was something. And I figured it had something to do with the house. And one reason why, you know, Jane was like, you know, he just dumped them. 
well, now we know why. Because yep. he really did. And he really did use that guy in a horrible way. Awful. And that guy, and he even was like, like he was talking about the, the car crash, Cliff's car crash. And he was like, he wasn't supposed to miss in that car crash. He's like, were you orchestrating a car crash? Which kind of brings a whole other thing. Like, okay, so he obviously has some abilities. How he has somehow orchestrated there all of these things. Something meta. Yeah. And I liked... So another thing about that was that you remember that uh, Vic's dad, Silas, did not trust Niles Calder. I loved the reveal when he's talking to Niles and he's like, my wife and I were best friends. She told me everything that you've done to people. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I did like when she came to visit, when uh, the mom came to visit Niles as well. And, you know, and he breaks down and she just gets this horrified look on her face, right? I mean, it, it's pretty sinister, which I guess is why the turning point for me is when Jane is talking to the little girl behind the door and the professor comes down and he's, or Niles comes down and he's kind of singing that cutesy little song. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get a lump of sugar. Just because you've been nice to your lab rats doesn't mean they're not lab rats. Right. I was actually a little angry about that. Not to mention, like, this daughter that we've never heard about once. Yeah. Not even when he was with uh, Mr. Nobody. Well, remember when he rewinds and he's like, where is she? When he rewinds on the iPad and then he was like, oh, I forgot about that episode. No. Yes, so right after he is, so when my favorite character enters the field, Ezekiel, when he's, after he's been finished reading the magazine and Ezekiel's kind of trying to give him a pep talk, and all of a sudden Mr. Nobody's like, wait a minute, and he grabs his iPad and he goes to one of those earlier episodes when he first kidnaps him, he rewinds, and he's yelling at Niles, he's like, where is she? He's like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, dang. I might have known something like, what's he talking about? Or maybe I thought he was talking about the fiance. I, Yep, the, the daughter, apparently. Right. Which so I was like, oh, I also forgot about that. Like, so that was actually really good. But, man, the meta callbacks in this have just <laughs> Oh, my God. Perfect. So, but, so we go from having, again, what a wild ride. Mr. Nobody's the villain. No, wait, Niall, Niall's Calder is really the villain. No, the end-all, be-all villain of this series, the big main big bad that they have to defeat is a prophesizing cockroach and his rat BFF. Admiral Whiskers. Oh, and so from the first episode when Ezekiel is preaching on the uh, corner, my husband said he was like, oh my God, that's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. No, it's not. You're crazy. So we got online and we looked it up. Oh, it is Booger. And then the second episode he showed up again. I'm, oh, I guess that's Booger. But then this last episode, oh, that's Booger. Yeah, that's definitely him. <laughs> like, he has such a distinct voice. Yeah. Uh, so the only first time I remember him showing up is when the, um, was it the Uncreator? What was it called? The Decreator? Decreator, yes. Is that is that the first episode? like oh yes okay that's the first one because oh wait 
No, he appears, I think the episode where they tease the decreator and then the big decreator episode. Because remember, he's having the argument with Admiral. Yes. Like, yes, it'll be cheese. How hard can it be to make it? Amazing. That's the first time I remember him being there. Oh. Was then. Why the cockroach cracked me up. I mean, that was, I think that was when the cockroach started talking. That was the first time when my husband was like, this show is something actually different. Like, in a good way. Right. Because it was. I mean, it really, but they end up having to fight a giant cockroach and a giant rat who end up having a makeout session at one point. It was so nasty. With Cliff running out of the rat's gullet into the cockroach's mouth along their tongues. What? What? I mean, Mr. Nobody, you know, they're having to narrate. He's like, oh he, my God, with he Rita looks at like, him. He actually looks at him and realizes, you know what he really needs? He needs some ratatouche. <laughs> when they first when the DCU first came out I remember thinking I was like eh, like why not go to Netflix with this stuff or something like that this is such and I still I still think the whole DCU thing is a ballsy move on their part but yeah why not just go to a network with this I understand now <laughs> I and it's know. not just because Cliff says fuck every other word I mean it's uh right no I mean actually I think that's probably the least objectionable thing <laughs> This is true. I I don't know who would have signed off on a rat and a cockroach making out. Or or just a beard hunter. <sighs> that to me is probably so, the most offensive thing. So, oh God, I'm like salivating thinking about this because it's so gross. Our sink in our bathroom, like the drain is starting to get slow. So I was like, oh, I'll just pull out the Oh, no, I won't. No, I won't. And then I, this morning I'm sitting in the sh- like in the bathroom, just like shaking, like, oh, so, ah, God, now like, oh, God, I'm all I, 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 I gagged and I'm pretty sure I dry heaved. Oh, yeah. Watching that. Oh, oh I did. Because I was like, he's not going to, oh, oh, my God, he is. Oh, God. Like, it oh, was full yeah. on dry heaving. I, yeah. Oh, it, the funny thing is, if you go online, Pretty much everybody had that reaction of how revolting it was. But, again... That, that was the point. Who else would have done it? Like, mm. But, again, what a roller coaster. We start off thinking... And technically, I mean, Alan Tudyk was not guiltless. He was a villain. Mm-hmm. But, like, we start out with having him as the big bad. And it, again... What a wild ride. I I did, like, I think it's before the second to last, the penultimate patrol. When he's just like, after countless episodes of character-driven drama. It's like, yes, preach, brother, preach. <laughs> just so that they could... Yeah. And I guess, so my big question, where do we go from here? Well, first of all, they gotta get big again. Yes, 
That was actually really funny, too. They were like, we have to solve this, like, immediate problem. So first off, the Beard Hunter and... Mr. Nobody. Uh, Mr. Nobody are stuck on a canvas. And probably Danny, too. Well, the canvas was white. And remember, before the canvas was of Danny. So I think... Oh, okay. So you think Danny got out, too? Yeah, but that's a really good point. Actually, yeah. I don't know how he would have gotten out other than by magic. I did love the beer hunter coming up to him. And he goes, so how are we getting out? And he seems to go going, oh. <laughs> that was funny. And yeah, it's just that kind of stuff that I was like, oh, they did think of all the details. This is good. Because every now and then throughout the show, and I, obviously I can't think of like examples off the top of my head, but there were several times where they would do stuff and I would be like, but what about, and then somebody would acknowledge it or they would fix the problem. Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, yeah that so are they dead i hope not i hope not too because you can't burn alan tudyk in season one no he was delightful he's the narrator he is so you have that you have them all teensy tiny yeah but won't his daughter fix that because it was his daughter that made the roach and rat huge that's true. Yeah, so I guess maybe, yeah, they'll he'll, they'll fix it, I guess. Is his daughter going to become a major player in the series now? Yeah, your, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. It doesn't, you know, her name is Dorothy, and she steps out, and you see pigtails with blue ribbons. I was like, all right, that's a little... A little on the nose. nose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, there was a few things. There, there were a couple. I mean, obviously, as I said, like, mostly hit. There were a few misses for me. But, so they have to do, they have to get big again. Where do they go from here? Do they get the sensey humor that they had in Titans, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Maybe they become those more charming people. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, everybody seemed to be much more... I yeah, also... I also want Flex Mentallo to join. Oh my god, I loved Flex Mentallo. He was great. Just great. Mm -hmm. Well, and we know that Cyborg eventually has to leave. Right? If you're going with the comics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to stay there forever. Um, and to be fair, to be fair, we don't actually know... I mean, I know that they've said, and this is just me, like, over-justifying, they've said that the reason that the Doom Patrol and Titans was so different was because it was a different director and they didn't really have a plan yet and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it could be possible that we don't know when Beast Boy comes to see them either. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe Titans is now going to start or something like that right. in their world. Because um, we don't even know the time, like you, you kind of already said, but we don't even know like the timeline because Bushy gets to keep going back and forth into time and it's really kind of hard to say like where they are right now in time right since they don't age although right. niles doesn't seem to age either you've noticed that i mean like, he had that mortality but he kind of he had that neanderthal girlfriend and which was so weird too that what yeah the whole thing was weird and i felt like it was there's no purpose to it other than to create the daughter character. Oh, you think that's where she came from? 
Yeah, that's my guess, is that that's their kid together. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, that, remember that part, it, it did serve a, that's another good point. Because you remember when, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been Mr. Nobody, but he had to choose between saving, I think it was the old Doom Patrol, and his girlfriend, and he was like, oh yeah, my girlfriend, for sure. Screw those guys. Like, they again, they'd already really hinted at this darker side. And I forgot about the Decreator episode when they're talking with um, Walmart version of John Constantine. Yeah. And they're like, Nias Calder is so good and blah, 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 blah. He's like, you know a very different Niles Calder than I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. All these little hints that were there. Right. And he was like, well, we got to kill the kid. And they're all like, what? He goes, Niles totally would have done this. And at the time I was like, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would have. Oh, he totally would have. In hindsight, no question. I so, mean, especially now knowing that the kid was going to die anyway. Right. That kind of disappointed me. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I just, I don't know where they go from here. Does everybody just kind of. I mean, we have to keep the team together, so clearly they're going to forgive Niles in some form or another. Um, or some serious group therapy. <laughs> therapy patrol, but without Mr. Whiskers? Tap dancing on his brain. Oh my god, so funny still. Mr. Whiskers and Ezekiel were definitely two of my favorite characters in the whole show. <laughs> just absolutely loved them. But... Um, I did until the makeout scene. That was just too much. That really cracked me up. <laughs> oh my god, it's so <laughs> gross. I laughed so hard. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I just don't know where. I, I'm excited for season two. I hope there's a season two. I just, I, I think there is. I think there is. I've seen a lot about Titans season two, and I can't wait this weekend. I'm gonna watch Swamp Thing. Because Swamp Thing's on now. Oh, is it? So excited. So you guys, this is not comic book related, but the Deadwood movie is also out today. So this weekend, I'm going to get to see the Deadwood movie and the Swamp Thing. <gasps> so excited. Deadwood was my jam. So, but I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard if there's going to be a Doom Patrol season two. I have to assume there is. I hope there is at least because it was a good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. It was, I didn't see it coming. I liked it better than no. Titans, hands hands down. Mm -hmm. I liked Titans, especially those latter four, four episodes mm -hmm. where it gets good. But this was really good from start to finish. I mean, there were a few episodes where I was like, Meh, and there were a few things that didn't quite hit for me, but everything about it was so different. It was very self-aware. The characters were really fun. I mean, everything about it was just, yeah, as my husband said, it was just something as we were watching, you're like, this is different. Right. Same schlock rebottled and repackaged that we've seen in the past. And it's one of those things that I, I, I wish it wasn't behind a paywall of the, of having to subscribe to DCU because like a lot of our friends, like Larry, I want to recommend it to him, but it's really hard to be like, yeah, it's totally worth. So actually, now that it's over, get your free trial and binge it. Um, that's well, the only thing about it. Well, it's like I was talking to somebody else the other day, and um, I was talking about how great Doom Patrol was. And he's like, yeah, I got the free trial for Titans. 
I'm going to try to see if I can get another free trial to do Doom Patrol. And part of me is like, no, you no. shouldn't be able to because these people deserve to get paid too. Oh, yeah, for sure. My point about it is I'm always like, get the free trial, binge uh, Doom Patrol, and if you like it, then it's probably worth the monthly fee for you. I I go back and forth on whether or not it's worth it for me. Doom Patrol and Titans, good combo. The With Swamp Thing coming out now, this is good for me. I guess we'll see how soon Titans comes back and how good Swamp Thing is, whether or not it'll be worth it for me. If, if they come back for a second season of Doom Patrol, sold. Well, that, and you know, with, uh, Teen Titans, if they're bringing that cartoon back onto right. that, that's going to make it worth it. I still have not seen the third season of Young Justice. I still need, I still need to need to do that. Right. Um, and yes, I mean, people are like, we don't want to pay for another service, but and I'm, I'm sorry, like, I don't want to hear about it, especially after paying for cable for so many years. Um, I mean, right now, yes, I am paying like a lot more than most people because we, we have PlayStation View and that's because I cannot get my husband off of channel surfing and that's fine. Makes him happy. Whatever. So I pay for PlayStation View, Netflix, Hulu, and now uh, DC Universe, which right. is still adding all that up. Is not what I was paying in cable. No. And not counting internet. Right, obviously. Mm. So we have Netflix, Hulu, DC Universe, HBO, which we're going to cancel after the Westward show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and I don't count Amazon Prime in there. No, because I got that for the shipping. That was shipping. that was no, always the thing. It's just the video yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have that. That's a perk. I totally forget that I have it a lot. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when Amazon Prime, when they tout their subscriptions, because they are just a giant in the video subscription field, my question is always, yeah, but how many of those are active video users? Because I don't right. think anybody is buying Amazon Prime for video. But you're absolutely right. It's But they have, uh, I think it was Business Insider, somebody like that just did an article where uh, I think it was Nielsen or somebody like that did a study, we did like a survey. People tap out at three, three subscription services. That's what people will do now. And it's interesting because I think we've had this conversation before, but with the Disney service and the CBS service and AMC service, like, People used to complain about cable because, you know, they wanted to do a la carte. Well, guess what? Now you can't. Because now everything is going to be a la carte. And people are going to complain no matter what what you do. Oh, it's true. It's totally true. But and I mean, that's not even including things like BritBox and Crunchyroll and all the other subscription services out there. I mean, there's a lot of crap. So is DC worth it? I think so. It's going to replace HBO. For us because that's not that much a month i mean it's less than my netflix subscription yeah there's a whole field of study on that and uh, um i mean i'm probably going to get the disney one just because i know they're going to have some marvel tv shows that right i'm going to want to watch and the kids are going to want to watch and so. i don't think we're going to do that one because they're starting out at six ninety nine a month, but I bet you dollars to donuts within four years it's up to twenty. To twenty? Mm-hmm. Because 
Netflix isn't near that high yet. They're getting close, but they're not there yet. Oh, I give Netflix another two years before they're at twenty dollars. Content is expensive. Well, especially there's no money in content. The problem with reason why Netflix is costing so much more is because it's no longer just you know movie and TV rental. They're not producing their own content. They have to. They lost everything Disney. Right. And Fox and everything else. I mean, they have to do their own. And, they didn't lose uh, everything Disney. I mean, I mean, as in movie-wise. Not everything, but like the lion's share of it. And that's why, that's why there was that big renaissance of Netflix animation. Because they lost a lot of that. Right. Um, but I mean, like, like, you can still watch um, any Marvel movie on there. You can watch Star Wars. You can watch Indiana Jones on, mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's just the thing is, because... And I'm not saying that that losing Disney is why they're making their own content. I'm saying the fact that they were getting licensed special content for Netflix, whether it was from themselves or from Disney or Marvel or whatever, that is why the price went up. But it became more about them coming up with original stuff versus movies, TV shows that you can watch with, with cable. But hey, they're just paid $10 a month and you get all this automatically we like totally just went down a rabbit hole the point being <laughs> it just dawned on me i was like oh my god now we're having a full-blown cable versus um but the point being is that i um, i don't know i i loved doom patrol i still don't know if i'm like oh you have to have dc universe for it not just for that no but anybody who's I, like i like titans right you like titans you're gonna love doom patrol just go ahead and pay for it just do the thing. I mean, definitely try the trial to see if you like it. And if you do, give them your money. Like, this is why we can't have nice things, people. Um, I, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for Swamp Thing. I'm sure I'll talk about it on the next podcast because I everybody knows Swamp Thing is my jam. So excited. I'm probably gonna watch it just to see what it's about. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I already paid for the service. I might as well, right? Right. Well, I mean, that's right. That's how that's how a lot of those Netflix, going back to Netflix briefly, that's how a lot of their original stuff got seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just shoved it in your face so much. <laughs> oh, I guess I will watch this. Um, yeah, it works. You got to justify the subscription somehow. Uh, the cool thing about it is that I noticed on the email when they were like, Swamp Thing is here! Um, uh, that they have all of the Swamp Thing comics. So they have the Scott Snyder run from 2011, which is really awesome. I recommend it. Yes, I know. I know. I know that's your favorite. I know it is. But so moving over to what we've been reading this week, speaking of things that are not my favorite, Justice League Dark. You guys, I don't even know what's going on anymore. I really don't. You haven't I- in a long time, if ever. You know, so the funny thing was, is I was talking with a, uh, I was talking with a friend and I mentioned, you know, reading Justice League Dark and he was like, what's going on in it? And I was like, I have no idea. And he's like, I thought you said you just read it. Yes. I have no idea what's going on. I'm reading it. It, So there's still, I think I mentioned that they had, they have two things going on. The Lords of Order gave Lady Symmetry. I know what you're thinking. Not Symmetry! Uh, 
bad. I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna make a callback joke to that in a second. Um, they pose all the magical creatures and characters an option. Turn in all of your magical powers and remain, and go back to Earth alive. Uh, yeah, it it dumb. It all kinds of dumb, and the stuff that's going on in here, it's just... <sighs> Anyways, I can't even talk about it. It's just so bizarre. But not as bizarre as Mordu giving a gem to uh, Zatanna and Wonder Woman, and them like having this big argument, and blah blah blah. The crux of it is that Wonder Woman and Zatanna pick up this gem and become the Lords of Chaos. Which, so help me God, if Zatanna's name isn't Lady Asymmetry, I am going to be pissed. Because the only way to fight symmetry is with asymmetry. Like, it's so bad. And Wonder Woman has this costume on where it's like, she's like she has no top on, but then she has the big gold W. How is it staying on? I don't know. Magnets. I don't know. Their costumes look so bad. And I'm trying Zatanna's... to envision this. Oh, God. I think I had shared. You did. I'm just going to have to, like, pull it up. I'll just send it to you again really quick. It's so bad. And so apparently that's what they're going to do. All of this. All of this. Upside down, man. Wonder Woman is really possessed by Hecate. Um, all of this crap. Just so they can become the Lords of Chaos to fight the Lords of Order? Oh, and no Nabu's helmet is still melting, and neither Larry nor I know why. So, Order is bad? Y yeah. Well, so, Order has decided that magic is chaos. And okay. I guess I can order. kind of see that. Kind of, yeah, to be honest. Um, maybe I just read too much Warhammer 40k that I'm like, yeah, magic is pretty bad. Um, it's heresy, uh, just like friendship. And the so that they, just suddenly makes Warhammer 40k make so much more sense now. I know that friendship is heresy. Heresy. So they, I guess they've decided that the only way to put to reset the scales and make this all clean and orderly is to get rid of magic. So now the Lords of Chaos, which spoiler alerts. Chaos is never a good thing, okay? Literally never. And so now Wonder Woman and Zatanna are, I don't, I don't know, you guys. If anybody else is reading Justice League Dark and you understand this, please, please let me know. Because not only do I not understand what the heck is going on, I guess the thing that I don't understand is why? Why, though? What is the point of all of this? So, oh, we've had okay. So, when you first sent me this photo of Wonder Woman, I didn't realize that she was naked. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just like a white, like, leotard. And now that I see the belly button, I'm like, that's gotta be the most uncomfortable bra I've ever seen. Oh, but the bra is not connected anywhere. So, apparently, magnets. So, it's just this metal thing that's just kind of staying on her. It's the W from her regular costume just clinging to her breasts. How? I don't know. I guess magic. Magic. Which, if I had magic, I think I could think of, like, much cooler 
more frivolous ways than to hold up a piece of metal over my boobs. Well, I, there was that. I would make sure I had some, I don't know, hair on my forehead. Oh, yeah. Like, she's bringing Widow's Peak to a whole new level. No, there's no Widow's Peak there. This is almost like, you know, like a Japanese, like, you know, almost top knot style. I think the whole thing's just bald. Oh, it's so weird. No, uh, she has hair. You can see it in the hood, I think. I think that's just shadow. Ew, so she's just bald? Yeah, apparently. And Zatanna is just... Weird. It's so weird, you guys. I... And I guess... Zatanna looks like a... uh, Like a hair metal (laughs) artist that could have been with Kiss or something. Yeah, she kind of does. Actually, she looks like a... Like a Finnish, a Finnish met black metal monstrous, <laughs> where I'm sure she has like a whole, like, you know, guar style background to her character. Um, it's so weird. I, and I guess I keep going back to why. And for all of you smart Alex who are like, because you're buying it. Okay, true. But why? I, I don't, I don't know. Why are you buying it? I don't know. Because I keep thinking, and I, Larry and I said this, and I think I've made this joke in this podcast before, but I keep thinking, okay, this is going to be the epi- the issue where it all makes sense. There is no sense. No, yeah, they're about to do a reboot with everything anyway. I mean, they just kicked off uh, Tom King off of Batman, for crying out loud. Shit. Or get off the pot. Reboot this shit. Or figure your shit out. You know, maybe point. they've gotten the notice that it's going to end weirdly, kind of like Mockingbird. So the writer's just like, I'll just see what they do. <laughs> right. Like, let's just see where this wild ride takes us. Good God. And not like in good Doom Patrol kind of way. Well, I'm thinking more like the last season of Angel. Just because I didn't watch Angel. I didn't either. One of my first writing jobs was writing summaries of every Angel episode. I'm not lying. Oh, right, right, right. I remember you singing that once. And it was like, the whole time I'm reading summaries, I'm like, this is like, so bad. Like, I don't know how people watch this. And I got to the last season, like, oh, they were told this was the last season. Because right. they're just, <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> there was an episode of Demon Muppets, all right, where Angel actually turned into a Muppet. It was probably the funniest episode I ever uh, summarized and I actually did ask a friend if I could loan their borrow their DVD so I could watch that one episode and it did not disappoint. Yeah, it that could be that actually would explain a whole lot if they're just like go crazy. If I, they bring out the Muppets, <laughs> you know that's what it is. I'll let you know. It's so that bizarre. might improvement improve it. That's not invalid. Like anything really at this point, anything. So long as it was cohesive, it would improve it. Like, yeah, I, oh my God. As much as Demon Muppets can improve anything or make it cohesive. <laughs> right. I mean, well, at this point, like, why not? Why not? Why not? Um, you have Heroes in Crisis, which I thought was over. It or is over. To- this is the last this issue. This is the last issue. That's the last right. The last issue. And... The three of us, Larry, Seth, and I, are wondering, what was the point of all this? Awesome. Join the club. We'll make jackets. <laughs> we have, like, the DC logo on the front and on the back. It'll say, what's the point? And looking back on it, I don't know what we were expecting. Well, I can tell you we were not expecting a murder. 
you know, with, oh, right, right, with right. the first issue. I can tell you that. I can't tell you what I was expecting after that. Um, okay. Because what was revealed the last issue is that the murderer was Wally. Right. And so Booster and Harley and Blue Beetle and Batgirl, they kind of figure this out that there's a, it's a time thing. So they're using uh, Booster's technology to go forward in time to stop future Wally, that past Wally work? from killing future Wally. Right. All right. I th that always works. Sure. Well, they do. They do stop it. And um, so I'm like, so there's two Wallies? And Valeria's like, well, but one, as Booster explained, is stuck in this time loop of, you know, and forward and back. I'm like, yeah, but his thing was he got killed. He's like, yeah, but the one who doesn't die, that's the loop. He's constantly in that loop, which I'm just like, all right, this is why I hate time travel. Then why bother? I, You know what? I, I, I don't know, because the way the story goes is that past Wally goes into the future, five days into the future, kills that Wally, brings that body back and leaves it, which makes you wonder, well, well then where is that one? Where did he go? And they're saying, oh, it's the time loop theory. He's constantly in that loop, which I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. It does make sense, but it, it, it makes sense in that I understand the logic they're going for, but it doesn't make any sense because then why bother so when that he comes like hell when he comes back to drop off that body he goes back into the future again is that what's going right. on constantly well, that's a horrible existence but i guess he's exactly. just going to keep on doing it because they saved you know five day old wally and he's basically in jail because not only did he i mean he i don't think he would he would have got extra help because it was an accidental killing of everybody. But the fact that he staged it to frame everybody, he took all the computer info and gave it to Lois Lane. I mean, I still don't know what the point of that was in the end. Um, and then, you know, did like murder himself, I guess. Like, no, they put him like in a prison. And Poison Ivy's not dead because she had given Harley a rose. And it was one of the things Harley did, I think it was in the second issue, she dropped the rose into the river. And, well, future uh, five-day-old Wally took that rose and planted it. And she's reborn. Because she explained to Harley, she put the essence of herself into this rose. Whatever. All right, so she's back. So that's a lot of other people, though, that are dead, that are, like, permanent. I guess that's one way to get rid of, like, all of the, you know, random has-beens whatever happened to that guy but that's it and Ugh. that yikes so i was struggling with it and larry pointed out something that i didn't notice after he pointed out and he was like did anyone find it weird that barry was not there to pick up flash to pick up wally it was just Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman. I was like, well, I guess it's the Trinity, but why wouldn't they go tell Barry? That's a good question. It's just going to make Barry pissed all over again at Batman if they didn't tell him. So that'll be what triggers the reboot because he goes and has another flashpoint? I thought what was going to trigger the reboot was that Wally's dead. 
And even like with the loop of him killing himself over and over again, that continuing, he's still going to blame it all on Sanctuary and all on Batman. And then he was going to create something, especially because, you know, Iris has left him. Uh, so we got, you know, Sad Barry is sad all over again. Aww. Yeah. Because I really liked when Barry was sad and depressing. It was very entertaining. No. So I, but right now we're going through with Flash, you know, we're doing a repeat of year one. Of when he, because he's been to forced to go back to remember that thing he forgot, a.k.a. we are rewriting his origin story. Uh -huh. Right. And we're at the part now where he has accidentally run so fast. He's run into the future, into the 25th century. Because we all love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and seeing his future self and future self is teaching him some tricks. And so I'm like, oh, so that's how he learned all this stuff is from the future self. I always hate that because it creates a loop and I hate it. Um, so, yeah, so I guess that's where Barry is right now. But I know they're doing a whole bunch of year ones with people. I think they were doing a year one with Batman. They're going, which is, I think, why Tom King got the boot. And they're going to, and they are doing one right now with Superman. So I'm thinking this is where the reboot is slowly coming. And maybe Doomsday Clock is going to, to have it. Yeah, and you got Doomsday Clock this cycle, right? Yeah. You want to talk about regrets in a series? So, well, because... So was it last issue where you guys were like, this one's actually pretty interesting? Or was it the one before that? Might have been the one before that. Because this one, what it was, this one actually was all about Dr. Manhattan. Okay. So finally the big guy has, like, appeared. I mean, he did appear once to tell uh, Ozymandias, yeah, you're a liar and I don't want to help you. Bye. Which, all right. So that seems fair, to be honest. Um, it's entirely but, fair. Yeah. But it's really weird because cause Dr. Manhattan, he keeps looking into the future and then into the past, like to the point where he's not really understanding where he is in time half most of the time. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of talking about how he, um, I think it was after Flashpoint happened that he noticed that things were not aligning correctly so he just kind of went in and changed things so like he pre he prevented the justice society of america from forming and it's because he was noticing and all of his trips back and forth in time that superman's arrival was happening later and later and later in time which in a way is attributing to all the reboots right right yes so i, I mean that's about this that's clever okay okay but one thing he said he noticed was that, you know, with the multiverse and everything, was that this universe with Superman in it is the metaverse because everything that happens in the metaverse affects the multiverse. And it doesn't happen, if anything happens in the multiverse, it doesn't affect anything else in the multiverse or the metaverse. So it's whatever happens in the metaverse is what affects everything else, which in a way makes sense because the metaverse is what the comic book writers are writing about. Right. So I, I'm waiting for them to like have Dr. Manhattan reveal that Dr. Manhattan's been writing all of these series. That's kind of what they've been saying. Cause like I said, he you know, dismantled the Justice Society of America. 
Um, he was just kind of pulling apart the way things were going because he said it all has to revolve around Superman's existence. Because Superman, he's like, because I've visited, you know, versions of this universe where there is no Superman. And he can't allow that. It doesn't really explain why. But I love, but in the middle of all this, he's also going through how he's talking to this actor and parts of his time of his life he's like you're going to get this part and he was like i didn't talk about like i'm an out of work guy meets him in the cafe later i did get that part and so it's like john keeps telling him his future because john keeps going to the future right and then at one point and this was like in the 30s and 40s and then john tells him i can't see anything after this one day so it's that day that the actor um, he's having a hard time acting. They had to redo the scene over and over again. They're like, well, we can just finish it tomorrow. He's like, no, it has to be today. It has to be today. And so they wrap it up. They finish it. He meets John at the diner. John goes home with him. And John stands there while the actor's mother kills him. As he's turning to get some scotch, his mother is in the room and she kills him. Ah. Um, so he talked about how he's like, so it's all going to come down to the day that I can't see the day that the Justice League shows up on Mars. But the thing is, the Justice League is there. He just has them all frozen in time because he's waiting for Superman. He's like, this is when the going to come when the man of action meets the man of inaction. I'm like, what are you talking about? You have a pretty busy body. You've kind of like fucked with everything. And now you're saying you're a man of inaction because he didn't do it. He didn't stop this murder. He's letting, he was letting, he's like, because I'm always letting time play out. It's like, you are not letting time play out. You said you stopped the Justice Society of America from forming. That's not a man of inaction. Right. Oh, I don't know. Oh. And I had to admit a lot of it. I was, I kind of skimmed it. So I'm like, oh my God, Dr. Manhattan, you talk too much. You talk way yeah. too much. Because this was all monologue in his head. Giant thought bubbles. Well, I mean, there's actual panels, but like, it's like, he's narrating the whole thing and what he's thinking and what's going on. I'm like, oh Christ, like, of course, this is all why he's got the Justice League at bay. Of course, he keeps going back in time. He's like, oh, wait, there's this. Because I guess he can't keep track of what he's seeing, mm-hmm. which is just weird. But that's where the reboot's going to happen. That's what we thought was going to happen. And now seeing the way the Heroes in Crisis has panned out, this is how it's going to happen. It's going to be something with Dr. Manhattan and Superman. And because he talked about how the universe he came from was not part of the metaverse. Which makes sense because uh, the Watchmen were not part of the DC universe officially. That's true, actually. So that does make sense. So and he was saying that things that happen in this have affected what happened in his universe. Which still brings the question, what was the point of that mime couple? Oh, yeah. What was the point of Rorschach Jr.? What was Ozymandias trying to do aside from getting Dr. Manhattan's attention? Like, there's all these things I felt like most of this has been just pointless. Right. Kind of like the Watchmen. Burn, because um, it's true. Well, speaking but- of that, are you interested in watching the Watchmen TV series? No. Yeah, same here. So, oh my God. I will admit, HBO can cut a good trailer that watching all the guys going tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty good. But fuck you, I'm not watching this shit. 
and they even they got Don Johnson for it too, which I was like, oh, that's a waste. But it looks like what they're doing is taking a dated metaphor and turning it into a political soapbox again. Wow, isn't that what it was? Oh yeah, no, it was, but like again, just modernizing it, I guess. And here's the thing is that so this is so I'm at work the other day and I work in an industry that's, you know, related to this sort of. And I'm in a room with a bunch of people who are primarily younger than I am. There's a few people who are my age and a couple of people who are older than me. And so we're talking and we're just spitballing about HBO and somebody and I mentioned the Watchmen. Somebody mentioned one show and then I mentioned the Watchmen show. At 12 people in a room, I'm the only person who knew what it was. Everybody was like, oh yeah, what is that? And so then I started like explaining the movie and then two people were like, oh, I vaguely do remember that movie. Everybody else, nothing. And the younger people, like I have some people who were like in their late 20s, they were just like, what? And so I was like, oh yeah. And I kind of like started giving the broad strokes of it, right? Nothing. So I don't know who this show is marketing to. Um, no, but it makes me happy that nobody cares. Right. Because yeah. seriously, I'm, I'm sorry, DC. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this was, you know, mind blowing at the time. Oh, yeah. But it's not good. It's not good. It's not aged well. No, I always actually compare it to The Graduate, which I don't know if you ever saw or uh, Catcher in the Rye is another good example that yeah. I have no doubt that when The Graduate came out and when Catcher in the Rye came out and same with The Watchmen, it was shocking. I didn't read The Watchmen until the early 90s when I was like a teenager. Even then, I was like, huh? And then I went back and read it again, like in my early 20s and was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could see how this would have been in the 80s. But like The Graduate and Catcher in the Rye, those I've never understood the cultural significance of those because I didn't live through the 60s. Right. Right. And I think if you didn't, if you weren't, an adult. And when I say adult, I mean probably between the ages of 18 and 26. During that period, I don't think it really has a lot. And I could be wrong in this, but I just don't think the Watchmen has. That's a very niche market that you're going for there. And on one hand, you can argue that HBO, they can afford to cater to niche markets. They don't have to make the show for everyone, right? But they're coming off the... so. If you watched Game of Thrones, you know that at the end of that last Game of Thrones episode, there was like a five minute, please, 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 God, don't cancel us thing with all of their new shows. I just refuse to believe that Watchmen is going to be the show that people are like, the nerd audience is going to be like, oh, yes, I will change my focus from dragons to politicizing. Well, people like my age that do remember the Watchmen... They don't, they didn't read the comic. They remembered the movie and they're like, right. so it's like right. that giant blue penis guy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the blue naked guy. That's actually exactly what the, one of the guys who remembered it. He was like, oh yeah. That movie where, uh, shit, I can't think of the actor's name, but he threw out the actor and he's like, where he's blue and he's naked. Yeah. That one. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not, and it's not like. Like, I mean, you can make the argument that, oh, well, when Game of Thrones first came out, only a handful of people were like, you know, oh, my God. And then people caught on to it. And they realized how amazing it was. I just, 
I really don't see that. I, I could be wrong. They could prove me wrong. But no, I saw the previews for that show. And as I said, we're canceling after we watch the Deadwood movie. And after the last episode of Chernobyl. I was going to say, you're going to watch the last episode of Chernobyl. So after Monday, which was so clever of HBO, by the way, that the last episode of Chernobyl comes out in the, fir- in the first week of June. So they get another billing cycle out of people. <laughs> Very clever. Well, you can't say that they're idiots up there. Uh, no, no, you can't. But so speaking through a walk th- of a walk through hell, I had a walk through hell this week. Are you trying to say that Doomsday Clock is a walk through hell? Oh yeah, the Watchmen are involved. That is true. Carry on. <laughs> um, shit's weird. I really. Oh hey, so we've all had some weird, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so last issue, they went into this big story where they revealed that the main character's mentor, this really cool Irish lady, she wasn't, she's probably involved in this conspiracy somehow, uh-huh. but not because she's necessarily an evil person, right? She's not a bad person. She just had to do a bad thing. And so I was like, okay, that's really interesting. Now let's get back to the story, please. And no, we had to go down another weird, dark jaunt. So the character, the main character is this woman and her partner, who's a male, a guy, and he's homosexual. And that's been kind of a recurring theme throughout this. And so as we've now had the main pedophile guy give his tragic backstory and then give this explanation for the chief, right? And now, all of a sudden, after he's like, oh, yeah, you guys are basically stuck here. And this is all really great and all. And uh, all of a sudden, this other guy appears. This guy appears. And the male agent obviously knows who this is. And, yeah, they start to go into this weird... (sighs) Yeah, so McGregor starts to go through this weird remembrance of his first time there used to be this boy in school who bullied him for being gay and really badly and then one day in the locker room the guy confesses that he's also gay and he wants to have sex with them and so they have sex it's his first sexual experience and he's like oh okay and he talks about how he was always very comfortable with his homosexuality because his parents were always like look you're our kid and we love you it's fine and so this other boy after they've had sex, he like overpowers McGregor and cuts his wrists with a razor blade, like going across. Mm-hmm. And so he looks like a cry for help suicide victim that nobody's going to listen to. Right. And McGregor talks about how much this ruins him and how awful it is. And then he later goes to visit him as an adult. And he's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that I forgive you. And the adult version of this guy is like, oh, fuck you. I don't care. I do all these horrible, awful things. Look at how awful and evil I am and mustache twirling and all of this evil stuff. Because apparently me trying to kill you wasn't evil enough. We've got to just double down and keep gilding this lily. Does he have a scrapbook? No. That would have been awesome. Here's my scrapbook of evil. Right. Here's my binders of women. Um, Because he talks about, yeah. Yeah, I I got it. Awful shit that he does. Um, And... Yeah, and then somehow, like, McGregor falls into this memory, and the guy attacks him, and they meld into one person, which is somewhat 
terrifying. I don't know if you can. It's just oh, like that all... kind of reminds me of when uh, Psylocke and uh, uh, Professor X were doing the same. And yeah, X Men. It was disturbing. It's disturbing. And then all of a sudden, McGregor just disappears. But then he texts Shaw and is like, okay, I'm in. And I can show you the way that you need to go. And it ends. Yeah, that was the face that I made when I got to the end. And then it was a lot of, huh. And as soon as I finished it, I think I got into our Slack and was like, this shit is weird. And I'm not convinced that it's good weird yet. Like, have you tried like stuff? have you tried like reading all of it together to see if it flows better? I did actually. Okay. So yes, I did that. Did you tell me that? No. Well, I thought maybe you did. Maybe I did. But I was like, oh, I, I am a what? genius like that. You are. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, <laughs> you can read DC and Marvel, so clearly you have a better idea of how to handle weird shit than I do. And so I went back and I read all ten issues together. No, not really. Oh, that sucks. It doesn't. And it because and what's disappointing is that the first uh five or six issues were so good. Like so good. Stuff was so crazy. But now that they're kind of explaining what's going on, each of it feels like and I think I mentioned this the the issue where the main bad guy explains his backstory, where how it's like, oh, this is so bad. And then it just keeps like they just keep adding and layering travesty after travesty and tragedy and it just gets more and more tragic and you're like okay now this is just fucking ridiculous and that's kind of how this felt too because at first when he's like oh this boy who was bullying me we had sex together okay that's pretty sad and clearly the kid is like not a good kid so it's like all right that's sad and then he tries to kill him which i was like "Mm, that's a little over the top but then they just double down on it like later in the episode in the issue so i just i don't know i it just it feels like it's trying a little too hard and it's just weird okay the idea is there and it's sound right. I just, it, they need to pick up the pace i have a feeling we're gonna have this with shaw as well we're gonna have to have a shaw issue where we go in and we learn what shaw's tragic basset story is and to be perfectly, perfectly frank Not a single shit is given. I ran the numbers. <laughs> Came up with zero. <laughs> I'm going to give it another episode. You know what? I'm actually having this crisis. I am a reader in crisis. Um, There's a cri- cool place called Sanctuary. I've heard it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little spot of murder. Um, I am having this crisis where I have like three or four issues right now where I'm like, I'm in our series where I'm like, I'm going to give this two more issues and then cancel it. Because they're just, I need to find new stuff. If you're listening and you like indie comics, please give me some suggestions because I am all ears. Because Black Monday Murders is pretty much over. Fuck off. Oh my God. <laughs> we should just end the podcast right now. I'm walking away. No, I'm not because I want to hear about Mr. and Mrs. X. But in my heart, I have walked away. <laughs> Her heart's walking away, people. That's right. <laughs> Which sounds like a very demon thing to do. What are we going to do when we don't have demon bankers to talk about anymore? Oh, don't worry. He'll bring it into the X-Men. You know, I would say something, but that sounds like an X-Men arc, to be honest. So, so, yeah. Uh, 
So we got Mr. and Mrs. X, I guess the second to last issue, maybe. Um, I've been trying to talk to Kelly Thompson and she said that as of the time I talked to her, she said she was not sure of the state of the X universe. So either that's really true and at the time she wasn't or she's not at liberty to say. That's probably, I would guess the latter. So, I would hope the latter. Right. Well, I mean, I'm thinking that she would have to, if it is coming to an end, she would have to have known for a little while because she would have to wrap up the current arc. Right. Um, and I don't see that happening by one issue. I could be totally right. wrong. Maybe it's going to be a rush job. Maybe it'll be like 50 pages and we get it all in. I don't know. But uh, previously on Mr. and Mrs. X, they had just come back from the Mojoverse. Right. She'd gotten a phone call from Carol, uh, which was not Carol, and then took a trip over to Captain Marvel. And he got a visit from his dad saying, you have to come back to the guild. Yeah. So he does come back and he's still trying to proclaim that he's the king of thieves. And they're like, we don't even know who you are. You're never here. They end up capturing him. Because apparently the Thieves Guild and the Assassin's Guild have come to a truce because the Benefactress is back. I never liked Kandra. Yes, Kandra the External. She is back. Right. And she needs Remy as a sacrifice for whatever reason. Because reasons. Right. Um, So they can continue getting, you know, powers from the benefactress so Remy like he realizes like this is going to be it and he's he's like well I know Rogue's not going to come for me because um, there's all that stuff going on with the X-Men right now so he's and he, what he's talking about um, it sounds to me like I he's not talking about when X-Jesus kind of sn- uh, raptured everybody he's talking about Scott and Logan coming together to try to find what happened to everybody. He's like, I know Rogue. She's going to go back with them. She's going to want to see Logan again. Um, About to sneeze. Uh, She wants to see Logan again. He's like, she's not going to come. I'm going to have to figure this out for myself. And uh, as he's trying to think, like, how he's going to get out of this, because, of course, they checked him for, you know, paper clips, bobby pins, his picks anything he could use to get out right and so they were talking to him and all of a sudden you just hear this boom boom they're like what is that he goes oh she came for me and the door just blows in and she's like sorry hon a little late he's like i didn't think you'd be here i thought you'd be with logan she's like but you're my husband you're the most important thing to me we're gonna rescue you here and then we can go meet up well that doesn't go as planned because kandra's there Right. Funny thing is that they both wake up upside down in chains, which is like how every series of theirs has gone since uh, the wrote the Rogue and Gambit series that Kelly Thompson wrote. At that point, they wake up and he said, you know what, babe, at this point, I'm just gonna think it's weird if I don't wake up upside down in chains. She's like, I was thinking the same thing. But Candace decided, well, Rogue's here. We don't have to sacrifice the King of Thieves. We're going to sacrifice her. Right. And that's how it ends with Rogue, like, up in a nice X position, because, of course, it's got to be an X. What ash? Chained up and talk about how she's going to be the sacrifice. And that was how it ended. So I don't know how they're going to wrap that up in one issue. I guess they could, except that 
It seems like there's a whole lot left unsaid with the guilds and what he's going to do about the guilds. Is he going to give up being part of the guild? At this point, he might as well. What any of that means, and then, of course, whatever Hickman's going to do to ruin it all. Who even knows? Maybe he will make it all better. I mean, like I said the last time, like, he's got a point. Definitely does with like too many, too many series and too many X-Men and he wants to tighten it up. That's, that, that's great. But don't fuck with my characters, man. I, that's going to actually, I might even actually start to read that just to see what he does. I'm actually a little curious. I am curious to see what robbed me of Black Monday murders. And also, I mean, he's talking about. Jesus, I'm about to like reference something back to Justice League Dark. He's talking about bringing order to chaos. Well, if the X-Men are good at anything, it is chaos. That's true. I hope that it, I hope that they're able to wrap it up, but that kind of sounds, it sounds like either next issue, it sounds like either there's going to be more issues or next issue is going to be really quick wrap up. Kind of like the end of uh, Hunger Games. Done. Pretty much. Maybe the Krogan will bake them all a cake. And I might be okay with that ending. I mean, they didn't really have a wedding cake. Or did they? No, they really didn't. So, yeah. And then somebody will turn into ice cream and it's going to be okay. That really sounds like an X-Men episode. It really does, actually. Yeah. I shouldn't joke. That's what you're going to get. Oh, I know. And actually, so, I, I, I'm, I, I say I'll be fine with it, but I really won't. That's really what happens. I mean, I could see that happening in like an X-Men proper, but not Mr. and Mrs. X, because Kelly, Kelly Thompson takes really good care of these characters. And then Hickman decides they're not married anymore and they're off doing other things. Oh, that'll break me. It'll absolutely break me. Off with What's-Her-Face again, and yeah. Huh? I said Remy will be off with What's-Her-Face again, and... Yeah. Oh, his ex-wife. Yeah, Belladonna. Yes, Belladonna. God, it's a, it's a, it's a flower. It's, yeah. it's poisonous. It's yeah. It's also a really bizarre anime. Um, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. But I will be watching you and Seth read it eagerly with anticipation. Yes, yeah, so I think it's the Powers of X and House of X release House on July. Yeah. Too many series, I guess, is going to set the stage for the future of the X-Mans. But next week, I see I have Uncanny X-Men. So I guess, and I'm guessing that's going to be the last one. I'm curious how this story of nothing is going to wrap up. Oh, I'm sure they'll find a way to make it breathe. Actually, you know what it reminds me of? And this is a couple of my series right now. I don't know if you ever saw Ghostbusters 2. I did. The courtroom scene. Nice, Lewis. Very nice. Brief, but pointless. Right. <laughs> I actually really like the sequel. It had I actually, have, I have a soft spot in my heart for it because I saw it at a certain age. and I mean, it's not, okay, it's not the first one, but there right. are plenty of moments. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of laughs in it. But, yeah, brief, but pointless. I have a lot of series like that right now. But the, the thing is, I can't even say that it's been brief. 
That's true. And Katie's feels like it's been going on for quite some time. Well, just like just this particular arc, like, you know, ever since X Jesus came and took everybody away, and then we've had, you know, the return of Cyclops. Okay, that's great. But then I feel like a big fat thing of nothing has happened aside from other X characters getting killed. Well, I wonder if that's all leading up, if because they realized that, hey, we're going to reboot this with Hickman anyways, so just spin your gears. Because, you know, we've talked about that before, where there's a lot of series like that, where they don't know if they're switching authors, they don't know if they're switching whatever, they don't know if that series is going to continue. It's kind of like sweeps for TV shows, mm-hmm. where they spin their wheels, because they're just like, I don't know what's happening here, and it's bullshit, and it sucks. Because, I mean, it sounded to me like... I thought at first they were going to look about how to get the X-Men back because Scott knew what was happening because right. Kid Cable told him, you have a choice. You can save this one man's life who just brought you back or you can go with the X-Men and possibly get killed and not save anybody. So I thought because of that, he's like, okay, so he did save this one guy. So he avoided being you know, raptured, but I thought he was going to work with Logan to somehow get them back and instead what it's come is we got to rally who we have but i'm like for what and when they rally them then people are quitting and then they're getting killed and i feel like nothing's happening right so sounds like it's yeah stalled yeah so i guess i guess we'll see this summer guess it's as good as my you know what have to say I'm going to regret saying this. Probably. But it can't be worse than Secret Empire. A few things can be. Although Justice League Dark is vying for it. Actually, no, because they just, they don't have a character like that to so completely and totally mess up. But I have that same level of just bitterness right now. So at least there's least, least least comic recommendations, please. At least there's no doorknobs in Justice League Dart. Oh my god, it's so true. There's no magic doorknobs. I probably just. I wonder if they're that. going to bring them into Doomsday Clock. Hopefully not. Hopefully someone's going to be like, let's just pretend those don't exist. I don't even know because they're also coming out with the year of the villain. So it sounds like everything's going to be in chaos. But what does that mean? Right. Oh, we'll summon the Lords of Chaos. That's what, that's what that means, I guess. Ah, no, no, <laughs> no. Don't give them any legitimacy. It's barely legitimacy. Oh, I guess that's true, but still, don't use them elsewhere. Ah. You want to take us out, Carrie? I suppose. I don't think we can, you know, beat this dead horse any further. Like, it, it's dead. It's it's not going anywhere. That's DC's job. That's what? That's DC's, DC's job? Yeah, they can just keep... <laughs> Propping it back up with toothpicks and, yeah. That's a really good metaphor for DC. Propping up the dead horse with toothpicks. I I like it. I like it. (laughs) Well, this has been episode 54 of Yelling About Comics with your wonderful hosts, Jennifer Bozier and myself, Carrie Honey. You can find the... uh, podcast on our website of course at yellingaboutcomics.com you can also find it on itunes and google podcasts as well as stitcher Uh, if you like what you hear if you like the yellings please like subscribe do all those wonderful things that everyone always tells you to do whenever you listen to a podcast that you enjoy or don't enjoy but please please do the nice thing (laughs) 
uh, we we record every every couple of weeks, so we, we will be back in just two weeks. And I mean, uh, Jen and I were talking earlier about what's coming out next week, and these last two weeks I've had like two comics like a week, and the next week I have eight. So that's I think a whole bunch of stuff's ending, and of course, because Jen's getting stalled out, and her hipster comics only still has about a couple. Help! Right. <laughs> Send me something, please, because oh, I need something. Well, you could always read Doomsday Clock with us. Fuck no. <laughs> Come, be confused with all of good. us. <laughs> well, so, but next week we're going to have a lot more comics to talk about. And plus, it's going to you know, officially summer in Comics Land, so that means summer events, probably some reboots or 12. It'll be a grand old time. Special editions. All right, annuals. You know, it always seems to be the time for annuals is always in the summer. So with that, we will be back in just a couple of weeks. So I will say to you all, good night and good luck. Courage. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>